episode 150. This week on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast, we finish up our three-part series on email marketing with a handful of incredibly helpful email marketing tips. All this and more on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. The Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. You've been working for somebody else, but you want a business to run yourself. You want to know how to start, where to begin. Can you get out your comfort zone, my friend? Broadcasting late at night from a little studio in the big state of Texas, your host, Mark Mason. All right, all right. How is everybody doing? I am your host, Mark Mason, coming to you from the little studio in Dallas. I hope you are having an absolutely amazing and truly fantastic day. You know, I I really do hope that for you. I hope that... Your day is amazing, and I hope that my podcast will get you even to a little higher level of amazing. That's what I wish for you. And today, we are going to talk about uh, email marketing some more. You know, over the last several episodes, we've been talking about kind of my philosophies on email marketing, how you should deliver massive value, how you should construct funnels. In the last episode, which you can find at latenightim.com forward slash 149, we talked about email marketing funnels and my funnel in particular and what that looks like. And if you didn't get a chance to see that, I encourage you to go to latenightim.com forward slash 149 and download that PDF and get a look and see what that looks like, what, what my ideas are about funnels that are specific to your audience that can help them along on their journey and keep them engaged. Now, today, we want to get where the rubber meets the road and really talk a little bit more about the practical side of email marketing and get a handful of tips for you. And I've broken these tips down into three major sections, a section of big ideas. I've got six big ideas for you that you can implement directly today in your email marketing. I've got some seven execution tips for you where we'll talk about actually doing the work in your email marketing. And I've got five details that I want you to pay attention to. So we're going to talk about the high-level stuff, the, the real execution stuff, and then the dirty details a little bit to give everybody something that they can walk away with from with this episode and go do something fantastic with their email marketing. Okay, so here we go. Big idea number one, it's not a list, silly, okay? It is a person on the other end of that email. And I think this is one of the big mistakes that I see people make when they're writing their emails. They're writing to 500 people or they're writing to 5,000 people or they're writing to 10,000 people. 
This is the wrong approach. One person is reading that email at a time, and you are writing to that one person. So you want your email mindset to be targeted at individuals, not at this massive group that you call your email list. It's not a list. It's a person. That's big idea number one. I think that can help a lot of people get past the a lot of the fear that they might have about writing to 500 people. You know, in some ways, writing to 500 people can feel like speaking to 500 people, but that's not really what you're doing. Really what you're doing is you're kind of opening up Gmail and writing an email to a friend, and that is what your emails need to be like. Big idea number two is to make it personal. You know, uh, there's a lot of noise out there. And one of the things that you hear about blogging and podcasting is that you, you'll you hear people that teach that, including my friend Leslie Samuel and Cliff Ravenscraft. They will talk about the, the unique thing that you bring to your blog or to your podcast or to your brand because you are you. And you will reach people as a unique person in ways that no one else can. There are some of you listening to my voice now that I am privileged to reach in a way that is more effective than a lot of the other people that you listen to. For whatever reason, just because of you know the luck of how my approach to things fits with the way you like to hear things. And there are people in your email list that are going to be like that too. And so... You want to make your emails personal. You are a person and you want to interject your personality because we just decided we're writing to another person. So we want to get down on that level and make our emails personal. Big idea number three is, of course, we need to be helping people. We need to deliver massive value. Our email list is not a thing where we send out offer after offer after offer. It's a thing where we engage our readers we, and we try to help them, okay? One reader at a time, give them tips and things that they can use. And we don't email them when we don't have something to say. We don't email them just because we have to send out an email. We are delivering massive value. And so that is tip number three, is to make sure that you are really helping people. And I think related to that, in order to do that, tip number four, you need to have an objective for your readers. What journey are you trying to take them on with your email list? What are you trying to get them to from start to finish or from good to great or from lost to found and proficient? What is the journey that you have in mind for the sequence of emails or for your entire list that you're writing? And how is that journey overlaying in the little baby steps that you're sending, which are these emails? And when someone reads, after they read 50 of your emails or 10 of your emails, what can you say about the objective that you've achieved for people that read your emails and took the actions that you recommended? You need to have that big picture in mind. And if you download that that PDF from, from episode 149 over at latenightim.com forward slash 149, you can, you can imagine how you might do that overall for your entire email sequences and for all your readers, or you might imagine how you might do it in little chunks 
like in my case, for people who are interested in email marketing or for people who are interested in e-commerce or for people who are interested in affiliate marketing, what is the objective that you're trying to achieve with your email? And number five is related. Big idea number five is I want you to, again, as illustrated in that PDF, I want you to change the emails that you send based on what your reader's doing. If they're uh, visiting particular content, I want you to start to develop the sophistication to change the emails that you send based on that content. It's very interesting. I was at uh, FinCon last week um, talking to the CEO of ConvertKit. Some of you may know this guy's name is Nathan Berry. He's a super nice guy. And I mean, nice doesn't even cover it. I mean, this is just a very approachable, super humble guy who just loves to talk to his customers. So we're standing around in a circle, and Nathan was telling me about this new feature that they just added to ConvertKit, which allows you to tag readers based on the content that they read on your WordPress blog. So there's a there's a ConvertKit plugin. You can add it to your blog, and if someone reads a particular page, you can tag them inside your autoresponder, and you can do- change the content you deliver based on the pages that they visit on your blog. I mean, how incredibly powerful is that? That is a super powerful idea. That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. And by the way, on Black Friday, ConvertKit will be offering a 30-day free trial again. It's going to be a one-day thing, and I'll, I'll publish the details on that, but you can find that at latenightim.com forward slash ConvertKit. Okay, and then the sixth big idea that I really want to encourage you to implement in your email marketing is do the work that it takes to test and track. Look at your open rates and look at your conversion rates and install the Google Analytics that you need and so forth to start to understand how good you're doing now and to be able to test and understand what you are able to do to make things better. And as your list grows and you have more data, you'll be able to do things like send an A-B test of subject lines to a portion of your list to see which subject line converts better and then send the best converting subject line to the rest of your list, stuff like that. That's the kind of thing I want you to have a mindset that you're going to be doing that because that's a really important thing. And if you are in a mode of continuous improvement, and this is one of the big ideas that you're working on, where you're not just going through the motions of your email list, but you're actually doing the work to make it better every time you touch it, those that work that you do will accumulate over time, and those percentages that you increase over time will really make your list a powerful part of your marketing arsenal with your business. So those are my six big idea tips. Now let's move on to execution. First thing I want you to do is I want you to worry about deliverability. Now, depending on what platform that you use, there will be spam uh, tools. There, were, there are other kind of tools out there, but I and I'm not going to go over to right now today exactly how all the things you can do to improve your deliverability. But I will tell you a couple of big things are pay attention to stop words um, that automatically trigger marketing filters and spam filters and so forth, like, you know, make money fast, you know, those kind of phrases. You want to understand what is the spam score for this email that you're sending? 
You also want to understand whether your email is going to land in Gmail's marketing promotion tab or in someone's inbox. And we can this is something we can cover in a in a future episode, but depending on how you write your emails and other things like your email provider and so forth will impact whether or not the emails that you send land in someone's inbox as opposed to the promotions tab, particularly with regard to Gmail. And there are things that you can do to combat that, like ask your email readers to mark your email specially for delivery into their inbox and so forth, but you want to worry about deliverability. The second thing I want you to worry about is your subject lines. I would say that of all the things in your email, the subject line is probably the most important thing because that's going to determine whether or not someone actually tries to read your email. There are lots and lots and lots of resources online for how to best write the copy that's associated with your subject line. And that's what I want you to think of your subject line as. It's actually copy, sales copy that you're writing. You're trying to get a conversion. You're trying to get someone to take action. And the action you want them to take right there is you want them to open the dang email because if they don't open it, they're not going to read it. So here's five sub tips in this execution tip about worrying about subject lines that you can do to immediately improve your subject lines today. One is swipe subject lines from your own inbox. And I don't mean copy verbatim subject lines, but pay attention to the subject lines that you get in your own inbox and what works with you and what causes you to open up emails and repeat those behaviors when you're writing your own subject lines. The second thing is Make people curious. Write a subject line that leaves something to the imagination and makes people go, well, I wonder what that's all about. Click. You want to increase leverage curiosity. Or perhaps maybe you want to make a promise. I can help you start feeling better today. I can help you um, increase your email conversions today. I can help you solve the one thing that has been bugging you the most for the last 15 years. Now, see, that does both. I'm promising you I'm going to help you with this thing, and I'm making you wonder, well, how does he know what's been bugging me for the last 15 years? And then that subject line also does the fourth tip, which is to use a number. We know from lots of uh, eye heat maps and other kinds of psychological studies that numbers increase conversions. They stop the eye when people are scanning their inbox. A number will stop someone's eye. That's a human thing, and so I recommend that when it's appropriate, you use numbers in your subject lines and then make them very specific. Make them really targeted and specific so that they capture people's attention and they're not just lost in the noise. So those are my five tips for subject lines. But I want the big overall execution tip is make sure you're spending a lot of time on the subject line. Some people tell me that are copywriters, they spend more time on the subject line than they do on the email. So that's kind of gives you some perspective on how important the subject line is. Third thing is I want you to keep your email short. People are busy. Be be respectful of that busyness. Those people are busy and they are, you know, they've got stuff to do. And so I want you to be respectful of that fact and make sure that you keep those emails short and to the point, um, you know, we've already talked about making them personal. Again, when you write an email to your friend, you usually don't write a 72-page email. So don't write a 72-page email to your list. Keep it short. And if you've got three big points to cover and they don't, and, and that makes it long, 
Well, write the email in such a way that promises them next week you're going to give them point two, and that's even more important than point one, and make them look forward to that email. Okay, the next execution tip is I want you to ask questions and invite a reply. Again, we're trying to keep these emails personal. So there's no reason that you can't say, hey, hit reply and let me know what you think. Even if, and this isn't going to happen, 30% of the people on your list hit reply and tell you what they think. Is it really going to be that big of a deal for you to answer those emails? I don't think so. And it's not going to be 30%. It's going to be 3% if you're incredibly lucky. But invite a reply. Get that engagement. Start conversations with your audience. Use this as a way, as a way to get to know the people on your list and engage them in conversations about what help they need and what kind of topics they want to see and what products they'd like to see from you. Engage them by asking questions and inviting a reply. My fifth tip with regard to execution is to change things up. I want you to change up what you're doing and don't send the same template for emails every time. I, I'm not a big fan of these email fancy AWeber-looking email uh, template newsletter-looking things like I might get from Macy's department store or something like that. I want an email from you, and I think you should change it up, sometimes tell stories, sometimes give tips, sometimes drive traffic back to the blog to announce a blog post. Change it up a little bit. Just deliver value every time, but make it different from time to time. And of course, number six with regard to execution is pay close attention to how much you're selling. Don't sell all the time. Make sure that you're giving way, way, way more value and content than you are selling. In the long run, you'll make more money that way. If that's your objective, trust me, if you sell all the time, people are going to leave your list. And once they're gone, you're not going to make a dime from them. And then the seventh tip with regard to execution is don't sell too soon. You know, sometimes I see... And, and there are debates about this, and it depends on the kind of traffic that's coming into your list. In some cases, it might be appropriate to ask for the sale in the very first email. But I think you need to be careful about exactly if you are asking for the sale early in an email sequence, I think you need to have a very good marketing reason for do that for doing that. So, so let's say it that way. Be intentional about when you are selling in your email and how early you're selling to a new subscriber and make sure you have a very good reason for selling early. So we'll talk about, we'll, we'll talk about it in those terms. I don't, I don't say it's never appropriate to sell early because we know that sometimes when a prospect is hot and they first come into the list, if it's a laser targeted offer, it can be good to sell in that very first email. But most of the time, you want to be careful not to sell too soon. Okay, so those are seven execution tips. Now let's talk about five details that I think will help you with your email marketing. Detail number one, use your real name. I am not interested in getting an email from latenightinternetmarketing.com. I am interested in getting an email from the actual guy, Mark Mason. And so I recommend that you definitely use your real name. It goes along with my big idea of making it personal that we talked about earlier. And you want to do that by going into your email autoresponder and making it that it's an email from you. And, you know, for the longest time, if you got an email from ConvertKit, it actually came from Nathan Barry. 
I mean, how cool is that? And if you replied, Nathan actually answered the email. Very cool stuff. The, my next detail tip is when they subscribe, tell them exactly what to expect. I know some of you are afraid to do that. I, was, I don't want to let them know that I'm going to email them. Otherwise, they won't give me their email address. Okay, that's the wrong idea, right? You, you want to qualify the lead and say, hey, look, I got this thing for you. It's a great free offer. If you give me your email address, I will send you the thing. And about once a week, I'm going to send you some amazing information that is just as good as the lead magnet that I just gave you. Be upfront with them. Tell them what to expect. Expect an email once a week, that sort of thing. And to help with that, if you're using a tool like ConvertKit, you can give people the option to opt out of certain kinds of content. So let's say you decide to do a promotion and you're going to email often. Like towards the end of the year, I'm going to be talking about Michael Hyatt's best year ever product because it's a product that I use, I believe in, I'll be promoting it. And when you see me email about that, I will say at the bottom of some of those emails, hey, if you don't want to hear about BYE anymore, just click this link and I won't email you about BYE anymore. It's that sort of thing. So you want to build in, if, you're, if your platform allows that, you want to build in that sort of click automation, again, to make sure that people know what to expect and they're getting, getting what they want. Tip number three with regard to details is it's okay if you use their name, you know, like, hi, Bob, great to talk to you, you know, where you do this automation sequence thing, but use it carefully. Don't use it too much. I think it sounds really creepy when you use someone's first name 17 times in one email. Again, use the real name in use people's real names from their opt-in form in the same way you would if you were writing an email to your friend down the street. Okay. Once or twice, maybe three times and make sure that you use it in a way that if they, if it's blank, that it still makes sense. So if it's, hi, Bob, and Bob left his name blank, then he just gets hi, which is great. But don't, you know, don't do it in ways where if the email is missing, it doesn't work out right. Now, some platforms have some advanced logic for this. I keep talking about ConvertKit because that's what I use. For example, you can tell ConvertKit if the name is not there, then use an alternate greeting. That's what I do. But you can, uh, you know, just... Be careful how you use that, but go ahead and use their real name. Okay, so email details tip number four. When you're trying to drive traffic, you should use multiple links, put multiple links in the copy. A lot of people do this, but one of the mistakes that I see them make is they'll put them too low in the email message. They'll write copy, 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 then a link, and then copy, 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 and then the link at the end of the message. I definitely recommend, and a lot of testing has shown, you want to get one of those links up high in the email in the very first sentence so that they have an opportunity to click on that early. A lot of people are trained to click on email message links, and that's what you want your people to do. And so give them that opportunity by using multiple links. Usually two is what I recommend and putting the first one up high. Three would be the most amount of links that I would typically use in an email. Now, this is something you can test. You can split test where you put the links and how many you use, and you can try various things, but my experience has been two or three links. Just make sure one is up high in the copy. And then the fifth detail I want to offer you, don't forget 
the PS. Brian at Copy Blogger has referenced this as the power of the PS. There's something magical about that postscript. People's eyes are drawn to it. They go down and read it. P.S. This convert kit offer is only available on Cyber Monday. So don't forget to come back to this email on Monday and take advantage of this amazing offer. LateNightIM.com forward slash convert kit. So yeah, that's the kind of thing you want to do in the P.S. And we see lots of conversion rates. Now, a bonus tip here on the details is if you are using multiple links in your emails, you, you may want to tag those links separately so you know where the clicks are coming from. That can help you optimize your copy. That's very easy to do either with Google Analytics or Pretty Link or something like that so you know exactly which link in the email is being clicked so you can work that out later and optimize your copy accordingly. Okay, so there you have it. That is a handful of tips, six big ideas, seven execution tips, and five detail tips for a total of 18 email marketing tips. I hope that's been incredibly helpful to you. If you would like to download the email marketing funnel template that I described in last session's episode, you can find that at latenightim.com forward slash 149. And if you'd like to leave a comment about this episode or if you've got a question about email marketing, I'd love to hear that at latenightim.com forward slash 150. You can also ask your questions in the Late Night Internet Marketing Facebook group. We'd love to see you there. It's a great place to hang out. There's lots of exciting stuff going on out there. Shout out to my buddy, Phil. He just quit his job and is a full-time online solopreneur. Congratulations, big man. So speaking of guys like Phil that are making it happen online, we're going to have a couple of those guys on the show to let you know that regular people just like you and me can actually make this stuff work. And next week, we are going to have my buddy, the helpful pharmacist, Brady Cole, on the show to tell his story about how he parlayed a startup, little startup blog that he started up on Bluehost into a writing gig for a major publication that's actually mailing him real checks every time he writes an article as an expert in some niche that he's an expert in, the pharmacy niche. So we're going to talk about that next week. That's going to be a very exciting episode. Until then, I wish you all kinds of crazy, amazing success in your business. Ciao. You can do it right when it's late at night. You've been listening to the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Be sure to visit latenightpodcast.com today to leave feedback for Mark. Download special bonus content, access the show notes, and more. See you there. Until then. Until then, go and make some great progress on your internet business. One night at a time. One night at a time. A lot of times you'll see an email come through, copy, 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 link. Wow, it's a really noisy dog. Okay, guys, it's settled down. No dogs in the studio. Late night internet.
Hey, it's Mark again. I wanted to tell you one more time about this absolutely free resource that I have for helping people who are trying to get the big picture for internet marketing actually get started and understand what all their choices are. If that's not you, there's no more content. You can skip to the end. But if you're someone who came to this podcast because you're searching for how to get started online and you just can't cut through all the noise, I get it. That was me in 2007 when I was trying to get started. There were so many people throwing offers at me that I really couldn't even understand what all the different business models were. I couldn't understand how money moved around on the internet. And I couldn't really get a grip on what direction I wanted to go in so I could figure out how to move forward. I've created a free video resource for you just for that purpose at latenightim.com forward slash explain. In several short videos, I just explained to you what internet marketing is all about and what online business is all about and the different options that you have for starting an online business. There's nothing to buy there. You just sign up for access and you get the videos just like that. So if that's interesting to you, or if you know someone who's in the same situation, send them that link, latenightim.com forward slash explain. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what people are thinking that are in the exact same position that I was in more than a decade ago in 2007. In some ways, it seems like yesterday. And in some ways, it seems like an entire lifetime ago. Again, that's latenightim.com forward slash explain. Late night internet mind.